Fantastic Four, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I am Tom Chick, and I'm here with Christian Malinsky. It's good, ones. And with a Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse tagline, or two, maybe three, there have been times we've even gotten four, Kelly Wand. Finally a comic book movie with CG in it. <laughs> Alrighty, starting yeah. off, starting safe. off, yeah, starting off safe, sort of low-hanging fruit, you're, you're basically uh, bunting, which is where they just kick the football a short distance. Can you give us a field goal? Tom, all my fruit's low-hanging at this age. Yeah. That's not That's not for the movies. <laughs> Or about my own personal anatomy. Back to the movie. <clears throat> Black Spider-Man. Shouldn't his name be Bladder-Man? Huh. Yeah, that's the reaction I was expecting. <laughs> okay. Don't leave us with I that still... one, Kelly Wand. Uh, yeah, that's it. Are you serious? Yeah. All right, so we only had two Spider-Man oh. Into the Spider-Verse taglines. Dingus, what movie are we talking about here? What's you going like on? Bladder-Man? Well, that, that makes it sound like he has to pee. I know. That's kind of weird, huh? That doesn't make sense. Well, also, isn't there a guy named Black Adder? Isn't he like a British superhero or something? Uh, I knew you'd think of something weird. There's Not Blank. Pee. There's Blank Man. I don't know who Yeah, that, that guy is. had a different name, too, originally. And then they yeah. changed it to Blank. So it was uh, R-rated. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. Well, Dingus, this was not R-rated, was it? No. This week uh, we saw... Spider Dash Man colon into the Spider Dash verse. Wait. Okay. Yeah. 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 Wait. Yeah, what? Right. I keep forgetting hyphens are called dashes. So. Yeah. I can call it Spider Hyphen Man if you like, but it sounds a little weird. Like Bladder Man. That's yeah. hyphenated. A 2018 American computer animated superhero action adventure Marvel Comics character based movie about a pretty hardcore origin story. It was directed by Bob Persichetti, Peter Ramsey, and Rodney Rothman. And Bros! Written by <laughs> Phil Lord. And they do Rodney sound like Rothman. guys who are in a... They sound like fraternity brothers. They do. They, do. One. <laughs> they are. I just meant dudes. They're dude bros. Okay. Uh, it was uh, so. It was directed by Rodney Rothman and also written by Rodney Rothman. Uh, and there are fourteen. It was great on Love Line. There are fourteen other uh, writing credits for character creation that you can look up on your own. And that, that's got to be like a contractual Spider-Man thing, right? Like every Spider-Man movie has all those. Is that true? Well, just any of these Marvel movies, any any characters that like glom onto. They have to give character creation credits okay. based on the writer's guild. So, uh, uh... Don't sound resentful. Those guys did the real work. Yeah. Those oh. guys did the real work. Um, oh. All right. Okay, all right, here we go. Dangerous. Yeah, let's go. Come on. You're going to do that, are you? <laughs> the movie like that, is it? The movie stars <laughs> Shamik Moore, Jake Johnson, Haley Steinfeld... Mahershala Ali. Uh, so racist. You say things. I love Steinfeld. his name. Mahershala Ali. Mahershala Ali, uh, dingus? Yes. Uh, Liev Schreiber and Catherine Hahn. Spider-Man colon into the spider hyphen verse is rated PG. What? No, no dash 13, just PG. 
you know, it's rated PG for frenetic sequences of action violence. <laughs> Splenetics, the R-rated one. Thematic elements and oh, it's dynamic elements. mild language. And a jump scare. I, I think parents should know there's a jump scare in this movie. There Kelly Wand, is there anything that you think parents should know? I'd rate it X for advanced physics that kids are far <laughs> too young to understand in some animation. The chief of the hugs. But I would warn kids that radioactivity only confers superpowers if you're bitten with teeth. So don't just eat the legs. Spiders, okay. spiders don't have teeth, by the way. Whatever, Mandible. Spider Mandibles. <laughs> Spider Man Into the Spider Verse opened at number one with $35 million. On Cinema Score, it got exactly what you would expect. It got its A. Rotten Tomatoes, 97% of the reviews are positive on Rotten Tomatoes. Doing very, uh, very well there. On Metacritic, the average rating from various reviews is 87. Kelly Wan. got clobbered. Uh, it really did. Yeah, that giant roving predatory city movie tanked. Yeah, I'm glad we, we didn't see that. It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, movie. We don't want you to make money. <laughs> Barely made it in the top five. I mean, we I, didn't see it. I, I think it's dumb that they opened opposite this. I mean, I can't imagine. Yeah. I, they were they're asking for a crappy opening. I don't well, know. now Aquaman has to fight it. Oh right, who will win in a battle between Aquaman and Spider Man? I'm, I'm sure Aquaman. Will. Live action anime. Yeah. I think. Well. I don't. I yeah. I don't know. Now, it's getting good reviews compared to most DC. We know what Kelly won. We'll find out next week, won't we? I don't trust the reviews because they're like, yeah, anything's good by them. This well, yeah, this, those early reviews. They get enthusiasts for those early reviews, I, I imagine, a lot of times. The opposite of us. Yeah, the Harry Knowleses out there. Not a bunch of jaded a-holes like us, right? Dingus, though. <laughs> Dingus, we'd like you to be – no, Dingus – Dingus nah. the fanboy. Dingus has discriminating taste, I, I think. No, and he doesn't know the comics, so he actually is a, what I'm talking about. I don't either, though, so they don't. you don't find them calling me in for those. I do, but I broke up with them. Well, we'll get into that in a minute, but first, Kelly right. Wand, I would like you to give me a – I don't know. I don't, there's lots of ways this could go. A spider mopsis into the versopsis yeah, synopsis. <laughs> yeah, I have something equally stupid. Um, Let's hear it. I'll just say it when it's the time. Sure. It's, I don't know if I can say it twice. I understand. It's just too much. Don't wear yourself Are you out. Ready? Yep. Are you ready? It's not that good. <laughs> I know I've said that a lot lately, but this time I really didn't have time or interest. Okay. <clears throat> Warning, all the names spoken by Ryan Gosling and the following opsis are real. <laughs> Forward to. Spipedopsis mop in top the spot pop Iversopsis derman. <laughs> Sony and Marvel logos turn into CG cartoons, or vice versa. I was pretty high. Some Spider-Man, I think, <laughs> supposed to be Tobey Maguire's V.O.'s all. Okay, let's go through this one more time. Peter Parker, a bit my radioactive spider. My aunt's old. Powers are adhesive-themed. Here's me 69ing dust in some rain. There's Defoe <laughs> saying his tits are cold. Here's me fighting my arch-villain, James Franco. He was mad at me for killing his dad, so he fucked my girlfriend. But now we're cool. Also, this happened. Martin Sheen slaps Andrew Garfield and goes, How dare you? And tries to wrestle a gun from himself, but accidentally shoots himself. Wow. That's, that's Sony. And this happened also. We see Tom Hardy fart in a lobster tank while Michelle Williams looks at us depressed. We don't need to talk about that. 
And obviously, uh, Civil Infinity Wars aren't canon, and I can run really fast, uh, punch people, have eight legs, and sense danger, just like actual spiders. Also, as you can see here, in keeping with Sam Raimi's pitch for the aborted Spider-Man 4, uh, Dunst divorced me for, uh, for cheating on me with the Houston Rockets. And Aunt May. Long story. Then one night, this happened. Some CG gurgles from his ceiling and sucks Fat Peter through it, barely. But the black hole is no match for a wedge-shaped piece of pizza. Wedges it shut. Uh, as the pizza plugs the hole, German women in my audience collectively go, Aww. Sad for the pizza. They don't react much, but when they do, it's I take note. A symbol shaped like a stamp saw approved by the U.S. Senate. Since a kid's black, his name is Miles Morales. He eats cereal with his family like Danny Noonan at the beginning of Caddyshack. Just like Caddyshack, we never see any of these people again. <laughs> Establishing he has breakfast with people, grown-ups, sister maybe, I don't know. Miles runs to prep school, laughing at his loser friends on the way who have to go to normal school. Although I wrote normal people. Not sure why. He's all, hey guys, look what I can do. He trips and falls into a street and tries to get run over by a police car. But his dad tricks him by driving it and then driving him to school instead of doing his job. <laughs> Come on, dad. You only almost ran over me once. Speaking of which, fuck Spider-Man. With accountant comes accountabilities. Dad, please don't quote old kids movies. At least say something from Aquaman. What the? Dad, the light's red. Why are you stopping? Oh, my fucking God. Where's Dad? <laughs> hey, look, that cop just stopped at a red light. Everybody holds up their phones and takes pictures of the light. Later. Hey, son, tell me you love me. Come on. Tell me you love me. Poo-poo. Remember when I stopped you? Poo-poo. Ooh, poo, poo. Don't make me start shooting these people. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Dad, we're really close. Mom's the one I'm not sure about. <laughs> hey, look, that kid loves his dad. Everybody holds up their phones and takes pictures of Dad's walkie-talkie. <laughs> A hot girl with gray hair walks up. Hi, Peter. I mean, Miles. My name's Gwanda. I think I'm South African. No hard feelings, though. Hey, I thought that was really cute when your dad embarrassed you. I was also turned on when he stopped at a red light by him, but not by you. But then he stopped at all the green lights, so now I like women. By the way, your zipper's down. It's a choice! Miles farts, bees his pets, and runs off crying. Later, after class. Peter, I mean, Miles, aren't those both big jokes? Hey, if you were genuinely stupid, you'd only miss half the questions on this geography test, young man. So I'm giving you an A plus and flunking this Asian kid over here who got every question right. <laughs> Also, Stone Leron over there, he missed everything, too. He even missed New York, so I'm giving him a recommendation letter to Harvard. That night, and then Uncle Gary, I ran away from her farting and crying and flunked my geography test. It was awesome. Hmm. Maybe tomorrow, try this. Put your hand on her shoulder like this and go, hey. It's <laughs> <laughs> no, not your hand. Put on my shoulder. No, my shoulder. No, your hand. Fuck it. Let's just work on verbals tonight. Hey. <laughs> No, with your mouth. Hey, with an H. Remember? Last Jedi? <gasps> Man, can't believe we're related. Speaking of which, Uncle Gary, how come you're wearing that terrifying purple costume? 
I mean, uh, let's go underground and vandalize some shit. They break into a trade tunnel, and Uncle Gary watches as Miles spray paints a pink Nazgul and some green triangles and the words Great Expect. <laughs> Whoa, Miles, that's the most amazing art I've ever seen. Damn. Really get what you're trying to say. It almost looks CG. This light, a glowing animated spider that I guess is radioactive for some reason in the sewer, drops onto Miles' shoe, and he doesn't feel it for some reason as it crawls up his bare skin and onto his neck. <laughs> He's just dumb. Uncle Gary, does my character have a mom? Huh, I like you. Come on. The spider suddenly hates Miles and bites him. It turns all his blood into CG, but he doesn't notice. He rewards the spider for giving him superpowers by killing it. I lean over to naked Arnold sitting beside me and go, <laughs> Too bad the spider didn't have superpowers, huh? My superhero character, Mr. Freeze, had a medical degree. He could have treated my character, Junior, when my nephews felt sensitive. But the kindergarten cop's brain tumor. Beside <laughs> me, Gosling stands up wearing a gift suit and cape and goes, Just to remind everyone, I will be appearing this February as the most popular superhero in the DC Cinematic Universe, which is the most populous comic book cinematic universe. <laughs> As Matter Eater Lad, yes. <laughs> Although my character's name is Tenzel Kem, I'm from the planet Bismol, and uh, according to Wikipedia here, it's all true. I joined the Legion of Superheroes soon after Bouncing Boy. Also, because of my commitment to craft, none of the matter that I eat in the movie will be CG, except for the apple pie. Which gives me the trots. Also, just to whet your appetites for seeing me eat things in spandex in 3D, my friends' names are Polar Boy of the Planet Thar, <laughs> Sensor Girl, and Magnetic Kid. Gender <laughs> neutral. Actual name, look it up. This isn't Kelly. <laughs> And the made for white people. Yeah. He doesn't sit down, but eventually does stop talking. Back in the movie, Miles goes to school, walks up to Gwanda, puts his hand on her shoulder, and goes, <laughs> I mean puberty. I mean gay. I mean blind. Hey. <laughs> Ow, you mind? Ow, what the? What are you doing? Ah. Comically, she and all the nearby students think she's being raped by the only black student. <laughs> So they look on. That's what they'd think. Later in the nurse's office. There you are. A few medical problems can't be solved by shaving. I should probably express curiosity about what exactly made your hands stick to this girl's face. But... <laughs> Gwanda sighs miserably at how hot her haircut now looks. Miles is all. Uh, I'm no stranger to hairy palms. I mean... After school, Miles goes to a clown store and buys a Spider-Man costume from Stan Lee, who in this universe is A, working retail, and B, a lot. <laughs> there you go, true believer, Excelsior! At least I outlived Ditko. Oh, so, oh come on, you know he was thinking it, his last thought. It's weird, it was so close. It's like, okay, now I can go. Bye, Mrs. Lee. Beside me, Bill Maher rolls his eyes and golf claps. <laughs> <laughs> Excelsior. Uh. 
That's what he's thinking. Miles goes to the roof of a building, forgets why, and starts to head back down the stairs. Then decides to go back up and commit suicide. He fails. When Mar wakes up, Miles is hanging out with blonde Spider-Man in an air duct, while below them, Kingpin says to his friends, By the way, I'm now a scientist, so I hired Dr. Octopus, who's a chick, to make a CG machine for me. It's uh, kind of like the one he made as a dude in Spider-Man 2 that almost destroyed the city, but uh, animated. So, you see, my wife and her kid caught me masturbating on Spider-Man. So they drove around, then a car hit and killed them. So now I hate Spider-Man, still. Gee, boss, that sounds so avoidable. What did she think your job was? And also, uh, what about the driver of the other car? <laughs> she pissed at him? Jesus. <laughs> oh, it was Iron Man drunk, actually. I see. <laughs> Sony didn't... Uh... Anyway, we, I see his point. So we're cool now. Anyway, this CG collider here will destroy the city and universe, but possibly open a portal to another dimension where my wife and kid were happy to see me blowing Spider-Man. So I'll bring them over here and try and convince them they lived here all along, but animated. Also, try to keep Pete's away from the collider. There's a glitch. <laughs> Spidey's all. Now watch, Miles. He's going to say something about his cholesterol levels. By the way, guys, I have a yeast infection. <laughs> Oh, boy, the continuum's already screwed up. Oh. <laughs> Miles is all, you're from this universe, fool. Beside me, Dingus is all, why don't the Avengers and the X-Men and Superman just kill Kingpin? This is stupid. Then <laughs> 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 he said it as Gosling. <laughs> Spider-Man's all, I have just to stick this USB stick into a thing on the ceiling here and <laughs> Kingpin tricks Spider-Man by killing him and walking off. Miles <laughs> bravely sets out the fight, then walks up to Spidey's body and goes, Cool, I'll just take this costume. Oh, we were a good team, man. <laughs> Kid, I need you to take this computer stick. <clears throat> Although my name from McGuffins is Gary's. <clears throat> I need you to stick it in the slot up there. <clears throat> but not now, on a different night, obviously. <clears throat> oh, and Obviously, don't have it on you when if you're going to fuck around jumping off buildings. <laughs> Even dumber than what I just did. Miles takes the USB stick and leaves. <laughs> and in insect news, Spider-Man's dead. And with someone named Peter Parker, although technically spiders are arachnids. It's unclear how or where the body was found, but it was covered with signs of foul play and the Kingpin's fingerprints. And also some of Miles's. Since murder and illegal science are actually legal in this universe is New York, authorities claim they have zero interest in learning more, are closing the investigation, <laughs> and wish to extend their thanks to the Kingpin for blacking out the city last night and turning some people into animation. <laughs> to celebrate Spider-Man's death and stress test the USB sticks, Miles jumps off the building again <laughs> like Neo, breaks the chip, so that part's a success, then goes to a graveyard. He's <laughs> quit going to school or home. Hey, Spider-Man's gravestone. Uh, we did it, yay. Here are the pieces of your computer chip back. I'll just kick these roses out of the way and put them. A guy in a trench coat walks up. I had a hunch I was in a universe where a black kid would put software accessories on my grave. Miles is all, <laughs> Some cops are all, hey, look, a fat guy in a trench coat and a black kid. They open fire. Miles <laughs> tricks the cops and saves his new white friend by smashing his body into a bunch of cars and buses and getting stuck to a train. Which they showed after Venom. <laughs> Out of context. But anyway, later, 
bro, check it out. I can go invisible at random moments, just like a spider. Radiation poisoning. <laughs> My costume's invisible, too. Maybe Ed got bitten. That's great, kid. Now keep it down. I'm trying to hack the kingpin's old woman's friend's computer. Okay. Second try. Here we go. One, 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 two. An old woman with hard rib glasses and vacuum cleaner arms comes in and goes, I thought I had comedy in here. What? I don't know. Who is the Sally Field? No. He's German, isn't she? Miles is all, oh yeah, Doc Ock's a grandma in this universe. <laughs> Unclear if she's ever fought the dead Spider-Man before. Wait, what, what's happening right now? I forgot Miles' voice, sorry. Spider-Man tries to trick Grandma Ock by offering to have sex with him. <laughs> no, it's Catherine Hahn! What's happening? Oh, from uh, Grey's Anatomy? Anyway, Spider-Man tries to trick her by offering to have sex with Catherine Hahn with his socks off. <laughs> While Miles runs around the crowded hallways of Alchemax, invisible, carrying a computer, it's not invisible. <laughs> the only person who notices this floating hard drive and gives a shit is Gwanda, who I guess works for Kingpin as a high school scientist. <laughs> what? How'd she get that job? And why? Is it school in? They trick Grandma Ock and some cafeteria workers by stealing a bagel and running through some woods. <laughs> Till finally... See, Miles? Thwip and release. We make a good... <laughs> he randomly turns into CG and falls onto some snow. Save the cat. Grandma Hawk, who I guess was on break, looks up and comes to kill them. But suddenly, someone called for a spider female person? That's right, me, Gwanda. I'm from another dimension, too. There I played drums and murdered my platonic friend, Peter Parker. Then one night I was having pizza. Grandma Ock loses interest and wanders off. Miles is all, wait, Gwanda, why didn't you reveal your identity to me that day after my hands got stuck in your hair? What? I mean, like, she shrugs. Spidey, Miles, and Gwanda go to Aunt May's house. For some reason. On the porch, fat Spidey looks at Gwanda and goes, oh. You're 17 and not Bryce Dallas Howard? I don't even want to go back. Hi, I'm Aunt May. I guess I'm sad about Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, there's cool stuff in the spider cave. Or is he called it the garage? <laughs> it was a day of lane. <laughs> Fat Spider Man's all pff, costumes. Spider Mobile. Ugh. Guess your nephew sucks ass. Hello. He sees a random photo of Mary Jane just sitting there on a stool in the middle of the garage. Oh. Fuck. Mine only has B cups. Can I keep this? Wait. Isn't there a version of her in this universe? Why am I? Where is she? Let me get her. Aunt Maisel. Yeah, I'm fucking her. Long story. By the way, there are other characters standing beside you. While music plays, Nicolas Cage walks up. 1938 black and white Spider-Man. <laughs> From Chips. <laughs> An anime girl with a robot saw. I'm Hello Kitty Spider-Man! <laughs> wow. She's young, Dingus, not just Asian. You racist. A mute Spider-Man holds up a 1970s electric company logo. A pig's all, and I'm Spider-Ham. I think I'm Homer's pig from The Simpsons. 
Voiced by Mulaney and not John Hamm. Uh, I'm Kelly from Dimension of the Same Name. Um, I'm writing jokes to make fun of this and then read them aloud on a website about video games. <laughs> it's not really working out. Uh, Andrew Garfield walks up. Uh, Lincoln walks up. What Garfield said? Galactus in a Spider-Man costume walks up. I am a silver. Jeff Goldblum's Brundlefly walks up. My powers are pretty similar, if, if, if you think about it. Gosling walks up. That's right, that's just Spider Gosling. I can do Marvel in DC. Just like uh, Kurt Russell or whatever his name is. Ryan Reynolds. Jesus. Whatever. I don't actually have any powers unless you count handsomeness and a voice that can bewitch the tits off an Irishman. City of stars, come and bite on me. That's value. But animated. Aunt Maisel. Okay, I think that's enough. Teresa Russell walks in with Deborah Wigger, then Raul Julia, followed by Shelob, uh, a confused Ant-Man, Paul and Ringo, Tom Selleck from Runaway, and Indiana Jones, who turns around so we can see a bunch of tarantulas on his back. <laughs> Aunt Maisel, okay. Shatner walks in, also covered with tarantulas. Mothra walks in, Norris's head from The Thing, Jeff Daniels, Mrs. Gyllenhaal and Enemy, Scarlett Johansson, David Arquette, Connery and Dr. No, and The Shrinking Man. Shrinking Man would be good. He should be black, too. Aunt Maisel, now let's all make a computer chip. There's a montage of the anime girl typing while everybody else watches. Later. <laughs> now to kill that meddling Miles. Well, that's weird. He has the same name and address as my nephew. He even looks the same. Same height. Oh, well. Time to decapitate. Uncle Gary, it's me, Miles. What the? Oh, my God. Miles. Damn. My brother may be chief of police, but I had no idea when I became Purple Mask Man and started working for Kingpin that it ever become relevant to the plot. He dies from confusion. Miles is all, no! Later. And then I said, no! Uh -huh. Looks like I got the wisecrackery down. Miles Morales, spider boy! Hey, why am I webbed to a chair? Miles, don't take this wrong, but you suck. We're going to murder Kingpin without you. Watch cages from 38, it feels weird Oh, we're not segregated. Bye. <laughs> I don't think I should be wearing pants for this battle. GG. <laughs> yeah, we prefer Aunt May. No offense. She acts blacker. By the way, I left a little surprise in your toilet. And uh, maybe a fly, I'll eat some and get superpowers. Bye. Guys, come on. It's the third act. I can get my powers instantly for no reason. <gasps> Didn't you see After Earth? Oh. Uh oh. I remember it. <laughs> oh. Remember? It's the end of the movie, so it happens to him. At least don't web my mouth. At least let me breathe. <laughs> they web his mouth and nose, giggle, and leave. Miles sits there cocooned. What is it? Miles sits there cocooned and humiliated. <laughs> That's not funny. Around me, all the black dads in the audience grab their sons and go, Well, movie's over. That's the part I wanted you to see. And I'll walk out with their protesting kids. That would have been funny, huh?
Miles, you in there? Ha ha, saw your chair move. Oh, still not talking to me, because I didn't run you over. Miles, I just want you to know I'm sorry about eating your mom, and I'm asking you to believe in yourself and the Bible. Also, my brother's dead. They found his body outside your bedroom window and fingerprints. Well, I'm the investigating officer. We'll talk. Uh, I got to go take a crap. Bye. <laughs> Miles' ears are webbed shut, so he heard none of this, but suddenly <laughs> soundtrack music plays, so he breaks all the webs with CG, just like a spider. And then flies out the window and starts web slinging perfectly without bumping into cars. Some more music. That would have been funny in live action, though. Anyway, some more music plays. Meanwhile, a bunch of spider people show up at Aunt May's front door while the neighbors watch curiously and hose their lawns. Hey, can we borrow some of the costumes in your garage? <laughs> Oh, this doesn't bring back any weird memories of your nephew. Uh, <laughs> I guess we forgot him last time. From chips. I'll wear the Venom one since it's black and white. Also, you have any black and white Rubik's Cubes? The little stranger kid's all, I don't need a costume and stop standing in front of me, Gwanda. <laughs> look, everybody, Miles is standing near us. They all try to look excited and go, eh. And he gets stuck to Guanda again. Later. Damn that, Aunt May. You said we'd still be outnumbered. And then she said, don't be so sure. Turn on the garage lights. And then you guys all showed yourselves. Look, Kingpin still has like 216 people. And there's only eight of us. She sucks at math. Fuck her. <laughs> Guanda's all, Miles, that's it. Quick, turn invisible. Miles eventually does. So Kingpin's men all give up. Later. We did it! We used Kingpin's collider to send everybody back to the universes, but his wife and kid are still dead. Fuck you, fat man. <laughs> that Spider-Man, who he's not talking to, is all, Miles, I'm really proud of you for ignoring all my warnings. With great CG... Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Don't forget to fuck Mary Jane. When they divorce you, that means they're interested. Spider-Man waves the photo of Dunst. Hey, this thing ain't just sticky for wet fluid. He goes into some oh. CG and probably dies like all of them. We don't really see. <laughs> Gwanda's all. By the way, I'm staying. Contractual obligation. Plus, I think my universe's dad's dumb. I don't miss him. Miles' dad walks up. Everybody's under arrest. Miles hugs him. Hey, look, an invisible kid. Everybody takes pictures of their phones. After some words, tell me who storyboarded the credits. Some 60s animation argues with itself about pointing. The end. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly Wand. Uh, wow. uh, yeah, all right. Thanks. Sorry. All right, uh, let's see. So I, I'll go first. Uh, I, I was delighted that, to discover that this, this actually did feel cinematic. I, I was worried that it was just going to be some quick and easy like, like I, people have every now and then told me hey you should see those batman cartoons and i just have no desire to watch that uh so i was a little curious <laughs> about this being released theatrically i wondered if they were pushing it but i was delighted to discover that it really did feel like a theatrical release um i i, I thought it was great i loved this i loved especially its emphasis uh on diversity both uh, socially and aesthetically. So I would put this uh, slightly above the Lego movie, which I also love, but not quite at the level of The Incredibles, which I feel has a timeless quality to it. Um, so there you go. Big fan of this. I uh, Very, very pleasantly surprised. Dingus, you go second. Uh, I'm crazy about this movie. 
I I left. It's one of those rare movies that I left just feeling elated. That I, 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 I was giggling all the way home, and my son was going, "Why are you laughing so much?" Uh, he loved it too, but uh, but I was just elated by this movie. Um, uh, during it, I was wondering why it kept reminding me of Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Uh, because, and once I got home, I found out, I realized that, um, that Phil Lord and Chris Miller did Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and the same dude who did the production design or the character design did the characters on this movie. Uh, and I really like Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, but, uh, I think this movie has more weight to it, which is why I like it so much. And over it, this is not even in the same universe, obviously, um, but when he's he's understanding his powers and 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 deciding how he's going to do what he's going to do, it reminded me of Eight Mile. So I'm going to put Eight Mile just a just a little above this. I love the movie Eight Mile, um, but for some reason I don't know why. As I was watching this, it made me think of Eight Mile. So there you go. Well, what's a movie that's not quite as good as this though, Ding? Is is there even one? Yeah, I, I, my under is cloudy. Cloudy with the chance. Oh, that was your under. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Kelly Wan, you're the uh, you, you're you're the potential like wet blanket here. You didn't want to see this. What, what are your thoughts? Uh, <clears throat> my over is Thor Ragnarok because I think it has edgier jokes. Um, and my under <laughs> Spider Man Homecoming, which I preferred this to, and I like Spider Man Homecoming, but I did like the thing that impressed me about this movie and i was surprised because i didn't like the trailer spoiler cemetery sequence after venom and that's what one of the things that turned me off about the movie uh but i really liked the dialogue and i really i got used to the animation and then the part that surprised me is i really liked miles's character like he's really relatable and i liked his ethnicity was kind of irrelevant like he could have been anybody and that to me was way cooler than just naming sanjaya mary jane and giving her two scenes in homecoming like that was way more impressive to me I get the sense that they stressed over this, uh, but they kind of proved themselves. Like they knew we were going to go in, go, "How much cartoon Spider-Man?" Right, I'll right. Show them. Right. And so they kind of like brought their A game. And so the writing's really good, and it's amazing how much they kind of crammed into this movie. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's great value. Uh, so I was really impressed by it. I really liked all the other Spider-Man stuff too, and it kind of made me feel old. Uh, how many of those are real? I think all of them, except the Nicolas Cage one. I don't think it's real. No, I, isn't there's not a real like noir Spider-Man? Because there, there there is 38? like a, I mean not from then, but like a I like a steampunk like a, there's a steampunk Batman. Or, I'm just thinking of different like outfits you can wear in video games. Like I, there, I, I don't know if there actually is a noir Spider-Man, but I, I there's a Porky Pig. Would surprise you? Sp- yeah, Spider-Man? yeah. But that doesn't. That's actually the most believable because Marvel had a whole like what if thing and they were they do a lot did like a lot of jokes on their own shit what if black bolt was a rock star <laughs> and there's there's an That's anime awesome. robot chick with uh with the spider-man anime robot chick uh okay i don't know let me get back to you on that. <laughs> there, is, there is a spider-man war is there from 38 though like i, I think that's where i don't think that's when it, it was actually because it uh, not Cause when I it was created that's why right because he's from the 60s he was right. created in the 60s right and um, that's one of the things that makes him interesting to me is he was a, he was a product of the 60s. He was like a 60s like this is what superheroes should be now. Like this is what kids are doing because he was like the first kid superhero. But there's there's a Spider-Man noir. 
Is there? All right. Well, did Kim right, right. Die? But it's a recent thing. It's not from actually 38, though, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. All right. But is he, but maybe that, I don't know. Let me get back. I should have checked the, I guess it was supposed to be the guardian of the spider lore. <laughs> by, the, by the process of elimination only, though. Um, but yeah, the spider mobile I recognized in the garage, and I got excited by that. Ah, like, oh, that's from the... Oh, I can imagine, epic. if like, if you that's know... If you know Spider-Man, like if you're a fan of the the lore, this must have been just a treasure trove. Yeah, it was, yeah, and I it was from like the old Spider-Man that I actually like, like the Ross Andrew era of like 1972, which I was too young to read at the time, but I discovered later. It's like, oh, this shit's great. Why isn't Why isn't this more revered? Why is it just Why is it this re uh, distributed some cool? And then they did, so that worked out. But yeah, um, I did like it more than Homecoming though. And I, I like Tom Holland a lot, but I like their all these takes on Spider-Man and how they kind of use because it's still canon because it's a different universe, so it can be. So I like that. I like I don't like any movie that retcons anything. That's why the Terminators all suck to me. <laughs> each each movie recons the retcons the last movie. And uh, well, it, it's kind of a meta origin story, isn't it? it, it isn't it? Like yeah. how origin stories reboot and adapt and. Uh, that that's kind of the well, point. Well, his is so way. high school centric, and it's hard to not do a Spider-Man origin story and keep him in high school. But... Well, well, one of the things that I do like about the Jake Johansson, the Jake Johnson Spider-Man, uh, and also the 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 game. Uh, there's a recent Spider-Man video game that Insomniac made. Uh, is it starts with Spider-Man? It's it just gets past the origin story because we all know who that is right, and it starts right. with him being a, a veteran and even the, the video game here he's on the outs with a uh, with mary jane they, they've broken up um, yeah i, I like this idea of, of spider-man as a, a veteran superhero instead of yet another origin story and i loved homecoming right. i i adore homecomings uh but but I, that's, I loved how this played with this idea of origin stories and how they're they're different and how that tied into this issue of diversity um which... And the characters know the origin story and compare, and he and he goes to go to his uncle once he realizes, wait, there's different Spider-Man, different origins, and if I'm Spider-Man, then my uncle, there's something up with him. Doesn't he think that at a certain point? Like, doesn't he gets really stressed? Uh, I, I, I think it's just he, I think it's just that he felt close to his uncle in a different way than his mother and father. Like he he, uh, he knew he would um, never get I'm in probably, trouble with his uncle. You're probably right, and I'm being dumb. I would, for me that was like, oh, it's so meta that he knows he's in a Spider-Man movie. Like no, yeah, I think because I think that's supposed to be a twist for everyone in, in the theater, including Miles, uh, when it discovered. I thought he was thinking, what's this, what's the, my twist for my uncle then if I'm in. Lord Miller animated Spider-Man movie. <laughs> See the villain? What? So it's actually not a Miller for it's it's. I don't know right. if this is conspicuous, but Christopher Miller, yes. uh, his name is not on this. I, I guess no. I don't know if they've he, split up or. He produced. No, because they're working. Yeah, they didn't split up. Okay. They want to get their mojo back after Solo. Oh my God, that's right. That's why I sh uh, yeah. I put so that out of my mind, Calvin. Right. To like, right. yeah. So they might have. He might have just been busy with Lego too. Right. Right. But I don't, I'm certain they haven't broken up. No, and looking up, uh, I know you know, because I, I look up a lot of interviews just to hear like the 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 way names are pronounced, and I and I really wanted to make sure that I uh, that I got Shamik's name correct, and 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 so I looked up a couple of interviews, and you can see um, you can see the two of them in an interview together talking about this movie as it, as yeah. it rolled up. Now the, the, this movie was sort of like caught up in the Sony email fiasco. Um, oh, how so? 
because uh, it, at the beginning of when they were trying to get it developed, um, one of the I think this was one of the problems with with all of those emails being uh, hacked was that they were talking about in these emails they were talking about developing this movie and so that kind of messed with how they were getting it developed that's when garfield got fired because he didn't go to the party (laughs) just the emails yeah the same thing at the pre-interview at all no 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 it's just that that this movie is part of oh no not the korean one you're talking about the the recent hack okay so i'm sorry i'm I'm talking about the sony the the sony email hack um that that got a lot of people in trouble uh but this was i think part of that like weird uh broom sweeping that happened that pushed it because it was supposed to be uh released it seemed hard to work for yeah Yeah. and um and then it ended up being (laughs) released now um and tom had had this interesting idea of it um maybe originally being a direct-to-video release or something like that, or TV thing, and then they just got confidence behind it. I don't know if that's the case, but... Uh, I kind of doubt it, Dingus, just because of the obvious production value and the talent. Yeah. Uh, you know, the voice cast, this isn't a voice cast that... And I I didn't know anyone in the voice cast until I saw the credits, actually, uh, except for Nicolas Cage. This is not a voice cast that, that would be a direct-to-video, and this is definitely not right. the kind of animation that would be direct-to-video. It certainly wasn't the, the writing chops uh, that would be direct-to-video. Uh, everything, like... That was my concern going in. Is they just got cocky about their superhero movies, and they were like, "We were gonna, we're making this for director video, but we're gonna try this as a theatrical release." This, I'm guessing, and you're, it seems like the, the email hacks kind of prove that this was a theatrical release all along, and it certainly feels like So there was even more like scrutiny. Yeah, been yeah for right. They were probably all over giving well, constant the, notes. The thing is, like, that's I don't. That's why it's such a good movie. And it, I don't know why I'm resistant it. to this idea. I guess there are just a lot of director video superhero properties, but mm-hmm. I, watching this. This this is Pixar level quality. Now I don't think it's Pixar yeah, level. Yeah. Uh, it is. Like like I think this is a kids movie uh, more than Pixar movies. Like I, I don't think this has the content that a Pixar movie has, but it certainly has the production value and the intent and the talent that a Pixar movie has. And that's something that I was just keenly aware while I was watching it is well of course people with the kind of talent that do Pixar movies are now going to do Marvel superhero movies. That makes perfect sense to me. Right. Um, well, Chris Chris Markinson, one of our uh, uh, three writer inners, says um, it, it, for any animated movie that he's going to watch going forward, he's going to look at who's doing the voice voice work, so he doesn't spend the entire movie trying to place voices instead of concentrating <laughs> solely. I kind of like that on. game. Uh, I don't. I like to figure I, it. You I know? No, no, I hate that game because uh, I have oh, friends who work. I have friends who work in the voiceover industry, and 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 they're really good at it. Um, and the yeah. people in this movie are good too. Okay. Um, uh, well, part of it is that uh, they feel smart if you get if you were right. You're like, ah, see, I well, knew Ian McShane was well, doing that. Chris Ferguson says, I, I can't believe I didn't get Jack Johnson. Um, and while we were watching the movie, uh, Karen leaned leaned over to me and goes, I, who's that guy? He's I think he's that guy from Jurassic World. And I was like, yeah, you're right. It is. And eventually the name popped for me. But I spent I spent bandwidth thinking about the names, and I don't like doing that's, that. That's on you. But I guess you have that choice, so you may as well 
go with what you're comfortable doing. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I, I had no idea who, like, I, I, aside from recognizing Nicolas Cage, I knew that I was going to end up during the credits going, oh, yeah, that was so-and-so, but yeah. I had no idea that was Catherine Hahn. I mean, Lily Tomlin, I guess I kind of knew that as well. But, yeah, uh, she was easy, but yeah. I didn't know Mulaney was John Peter Porker, and it and didn't I, matter. I didn't know it was Marshala Ali. I was delighted to, to see that. I didn't know, the guy who played Jamal in Widows, he was the dad. I had no idea about that. That was cool to see. Um, yeah. So for me, it's kind of like a little treat at the end, and I'm uh, not like chewing away at it during the movie like it bothers Dingus. Um, yeah, it's hard. Dingus has OCD. Yeah, it, it, there is a there is a little bit of uh, it, it's because it's, it's literally something you could take as a as a feature or a bug. You're like, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Half well, empty. I hate it. <laughs> it's not OCD. It's VOCD. Yeah. Ah, very good. Uh, yeah, uh, but it's sort of like I, I like yeah. I, I like watching movies where I don't recognize anyone in the cast. Like that's kind of a cool thing. So I understand what you're saying, Dingus. Like when, when you're when you're watching VO that you know is celebrity casting stuff, which is definitely the case here. Right. Um, yeah, but I, I thought they all did. Like so, in, in this kind of the obstacle for me for this kind of stuff used to be I, I like seeing human performances, and it's a big obstacle for me with animation, with video games, and uh, that's better for pacing though. Animation. Um, I kind of disagree. We'll talk about that because I want to talk about the action sequences in a minute. Um, but but the thing that I think has happened is that technology has caught up where it can be a full participant in a performance uh, along with the voice actor with the animators and with the writing those three factors they don't make things as powerful as an actual live action human performance but they can conspire to do some amazing things in video games and certainly in animation and this was a great example of it you know celebrity accomplished voiceover actors some great animation and some really really good writing um so that what and used some to be jokes that if it was live action it wouldn't be funny um like what like uh a lot well, of well there are certain things like thing. right well there are certain things i couldn't have done in live action that, that you're right uh but so but, like even him stuck to the window of the restaurant window like if that had been live action and and it would have had to been his face stuck to the window. It wouldn't have been as funny. It would have gone, oh, why would the glass break? Like, it would have been... I guess you're right. They do a lot of things that you can only do in animation. Fair enough, right? Yeah. Yeah, and the spider biting him and the the montage, like, if that had been live action, I don't know. Well, the thing different. is, for me, I mean, there's a larger picture involved here in that uh, this, this is the first time that I felt when I watched a comic book movie that there was an actual melding of these two different kind of media that, that it's so these two universe movies and, com- and yeah, exactly. I, I, I mean, I, this is, watching I'm, I'm absolutely nuts about this movie because of that reason, because I remember watching the Tim Burton Batman, which I'm not a big fan of. And just thinking, why can't, oh, we you, had... make, why can't you make it feel like, I'm watching a comic book and it, it, you know, and I love the Avengers. I love that movie, but it's a movie and that's fine. This feels like a comic book. That's costumes don't work in live action. It's not just that it's, it's, it's the way the light works there. There's pixelated light. Like that, that looks like, that looks like it's been, uh, that, that, that it's being filmed through paper. 
uh, I mean, and, and it's not just the 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 frames of uh, the different frames that are showing up and and little bits of dialogue that he sees, but it feels like the perfect melding. And this is this is what I've always wanted to see in a comic book movie, and that's what makes me so excited about it. I mean, so it's a it's, so it's a slightly larger thing for me, uh, and I'm not a big comic book nerd. I don't know comic books that well, but this feels texture. The texture of this movie feels right for me. Yeah, they do a little dimpling effect, which is what you get with the with yeah. the way comic books are printed on newspaper stock, and that that was very clever. Uh, I was actually kind of disappointed, Dingus, that they didn't follow through with that more because uh, what it's set up for is you're watching like a Pixar movie, and then he gets bit by the spider, and he starts acquiring superpowers, and then the comic book conventions start popping up. That I thought he was going to start living more directly in a comic book world, mm. but that was just a brief transitional gag. I felt like that they lost sight of. Uh, I wish they had. Pushed uh, that farther, um, because visually, I, you mean. visually, right? Like I wish they'd committed to that a little bit more, because that was a that was a very clever meta thing. Uh, that I I love the way that I I I'm like Dingus, like a Wizard I, of Oz kind of a thing. Well, uh, sure, exactly, Kelly Wand, like a Wizard of Oz, like you're in a different reality, yeah. Yeah. But also I'm acknowledging acknowledging too the comic book roots because, right. unlike Dingus, I kind of feel like it just became just straight up like Pixar animation movie. Like I I don't, I don't I'm not saying, um, like it, it's partly that I don't the know action. comic books, but just the action. Like I, I feel that if other than that little texturing, which really was a cool effect, uh, I I didn't feel like it was a comic book movie but partly because i don't really have a frame of reference for what a comic book movie would actually be like the weakest part yeah well that's where that's where i wondered if this is a comic book thing because the action seemed based on (laughs) on on not tableaus which is what it would be in a comic book but on these moving tableaus these kind of vignettes animated vignettes Right. It's hard to follow because you don't need to because it doesn't have you to see live the after effects. There's no motion. It doesn't have to live in a in a geographical space like a movie does. Yeah. It, it it creates its own space and this is something that anime has played with for a long time. Uh, and I imagine I, I mean I don't know I imagine that animators like the folks who worked on this movie also know their anime very well and uh, you know I've, I've started watching this cowboy bebop thing which is like seminal anime uh, and I can see that these are the kinds of lessons that animators bring to action sequences when they are divorced from physical reality and physical spaces and they can just evoke like pictures and images and tableaus uh, and, and so I feel like that's how this movie does action um, so, I, so I guess in a way I guess I'm Agreeing with Dingus, that does feel very comic booky rather than cinematic, uh, or maybe like a crossover. It's like a crossover between cinematic and comic booky, I guess. Right, and that's why I that's why I say the, uh, that's why I use the word meld because I think that it's I think that it gets as close as it can. Um, Karen, without... if the writing had sucked, if the dialogue had been good, I wouldn't have. Uh, K- like Karen... the animation would have just annoyed me. There's an Aeon Flux anime uh, uh, series that Karen Kusama adapted uh, into a live-action movie with Charlize Theron, and it's fascinatingly awful. Um, (laughs) But you can see the way she approaches action scenes, and she's trying to do this idea of a tableau like it might be presented in animation. Uh, And I I don't think it's successful. Uh, It's part of what's fascinatingly awful about the movie is the action sequences. Um, But uh, this, this to me, is, is exactly what 
I think she was trying to do with Aeon Flux uh, was oh, create yeah. something cinematic and this emphasis on tableau and frames of pictures uh, from uh, comic books and splashes of action from anime. Mm. Um, See, when X-Men came out, we had, we'd never seen a live-action comic book movie except for like Superman and stuff. And even that stuff was kind of watered down. So it was like an exciting, like, oh, now we can do this in a movie, like this much CG. And so now we're used to burned out by live-action superhero shit. Or at least I am. So now this seems fresh. So it's kind of ironic. It's well, I, I mean, to me, to I think to me, and I imagine Dingus is probably the same way, is I don't necessarily associate these with comic books because the things that have been moving and important and significant to me have been movies like Dark Knight and Logan and Black Panther. And I don't have any frame of reference for seeing these in picture in, as drawings. Like these right. to me are properties that, that I came to care about only once they became cinematic. Um, but then can you reverse engineer it and imagine what it was like? Oh, no, no, I can't. Um, but, but I will tell you, though, Kelly Wan, this, I, I have no desire to – like as much as I loved Logan, as much as I love this, uh, as much as I love Spider-Man Homecoming, Dark Knight, I have no desire you to – You don't want to read the comic. Yeah, I have no desire to yeah. read their, their source material. I love what they have become uh, and how important and significant they've become and how much talent has gone into bringing them to life. But uh, I still have no interest whatsoever in the source material. Uh uh, I do, but I'm gotten. I'm well, you grew up with it, like it's. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But I love the medium, and I think it's really challenging for the reasons we're talking about. So, uh, comic books, you mean? Like, like. Yeah, and right. I always noticed that uh, like Marvel always seemed better than DC until. What makes them better? Like, what? What's what's the, the characters? Different? It's like Warner Brothers versus Disney. It's like they're more textured characters. And Spider Spider Man's a good example of it. Like if you compare Spider Man and even just Batman, like Batman doesn't even his characters really like the movies added a lot of and uh, the Frank Miller Dark Knight added a lot to Batman that wasn't there before. And he did that with Daredevil too. It all depends on the artists and what they bring to it. Okay. And, and the writers. Um, and I think it helps that the writers are comic book fans because there's a lot of homage in this movie. But they're also really good writers. That's the hard part. The fanboys are easy to find. You get Brett Ratner and McGee. <laughs> Zack Snyder, Kelly Wand, yeah. Exactly. Zack Snyder, yeah. He, he loves the material. I'm going to do a shot-for-shot shot rebate and be called a visionary. That's fine. But Lord and Miller are, you know, they'll write. It doesn't have to be comic related for them to, to see the way forward. Right. And right. I think that's, that's the trick. And they, it took them a long time to figure that out. And now I think it's good because they'll always they go well. We gotta have well. Hopefully it's good. Hopefully they'll make the right conclusion and not just go wait. We just need to do animation. It doesn't matter about the writing. This would have been successfully anyway. Right. They do. Movie studios have a habit of learning the wrong lessons from movies historically, which is why there wasn't a good superhero movie for a long time because it didn't occur to them. It's just fake CG. I guess they and, didn't have it. Well, in fantasy as well, like you know, Game of Thrones after Lord of the Rings, and right, right. It takes them a while right. to learn, but eventually, the the people who are are uh, young and smart grow up and realize these things, and then get jobs at the movie studios and and put them into effect. Make it better. Right. But look right. at DC. Like they go, we can do what Marvel's doing, and Universal said the same thing too. But they didn't do what Marvel was doing. They didn't hire the same talent. Uh, I did think once that uh, Spider-Woman showed up, uh, I was like, wow, this reminds me of the only part of uh, 
uh, when, when did Wonder Woman show up? Was it Batman versus Superman? The yeah, only part yeah, of it was, it was. Di- yeah, it was like oh, it briefly came. I, it, I I had a brief flashback to the the very short moment that that movie came to life when Wonder Woman showed up. <laughs> <laughs> but it, this was in the context of like a great movie, a great character. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Chris Barkinson says as well. Uh, I wonder if I'm the only one who would have liked more Spider Woman. Yeah, a lot more. I mean, I didn't like Miles. I thought he was a good character. It's a really crowded movie. Uh, yeah, like they didn't have room for J. Jonah Jameson. They didn't have room for uh, Flash Thompson, the bully. Uh, <laughs> there's a very Jade in this universe we never see. Like, there's a lot of things, but you just don't have time to think about it because there's always something going on. Like, they just keep giving you new shit. This, this was this a two-hour movie? How long was this? It's an hour and forty minutes, I think. Oh God, they could have gone another twenty minutes. Yeah, well, All they right. didn't know. Well, Chris does say that he would have been content if it had been Gwen, Miles, and Peter B., and no other spider folks. I mean, that's well, such a yeah. And it gets like the action that does hurt the action. You don't know what their powers are and how they're meshing and versus. Well, it's such a Lego Movie thing too, as yeah, well. Yeah, to yeah. to bring yeah. in all of these different threads and to just there's this kind of. Yeah, joyous right. diversity of all these different things tied together and different styles of humor and these different visuals. Um, but it's like Lego Movie. I remember the jokes and not the action. Right, right. Well, well. Yeah. So here's another thing too: is the action in this? I, I mean, I, for the most part, I love the writing, but this just ended up with people punching each other, and yeah. I, I was, I was a little disappointed at that. But, but I also kind of realized as I was watching it. it this is a kids' movie. Like, I don't think yeah. it's trying to present a really any... good kids' movie. I don't yeah, yeah. know if I agree with that. Okay. I don't, what do you mean by... Go ahead and define your terms. What do you mean by... Uh, it's just a fun... It, it's I a wanted fun. to bring a different... I wanted to bring not just my son, but I wanted to bring my girlfriend and her, and her son, and he it would have been way too intense for him. And he's almost 10. I mean, now that that might just be... Really? The, the, yeah. Uh yeah, yeah. So... When he's in in the train tracks and and getting uh, chased by, uh, oh, who's his uncle's name? Prowler. A uh, purple Batman. Purple Batman. <laughs> when he's being chased by purple Batman, that would have been weird. I love purple Batman, but, but so but, so. Do, but there was a baby next to me, so what, you know, what do I know? Um, I. Babies. So the reason. <laughs> Alicia <laughs> McAndrew showed up. That's right. So excited. Uh, the, the reason I would call it a kids' movie thing is isn't necessarily to denigrate it because I think it's it's a fun adventure. Uh, I think it's it's a very safe adventure. It's not really pushing anything dark or subversive uh, in the way that that certain movies are that aren't just kids' mm. movies that are that are kind of sneaking important messages to children. Like. I, I, I'm comparing it to things like uh, Toy Story 2 or Inside Out or Brave, which are fun adventures, but they also say things like, you know, in the case of Brave, hey, you know, maybe your parents do know better than you sometimes. Or uh, Inside Out, it's okay to feel sad. That's that's part of life. Uh, like or or, or Toy Story 2. Toy Story 2, you're going to die one day. <laughs> like these are the kind of messages that these movies bring. And I don't think there's really anything like that here other than, hey, let's have a fun adventure, and along the way, I'm, we're going to encourage diversity and be nice to each other and respectful of our differences. Uh, okay. And that, that's, I, as, you know, that's a great thing to bring to kids, and I, it doesn't mean that I didn't yeah. enjoy it. Uh, it's, there's just not a lot for me as an adult to chew on uh, thematically. Um, well, we, it, feel, we feel safe the whole time. 
Who does? You, you mean adults, or what? What do you mean? No, I mean the audience. I, I think that I'm what I'm getting from because we know we're like, a kids movie. <laughs> yeah, we feel safe. I mean, that's I why feel, I felt. Safe. I feel that I, I feel like we're safe to enjoy what's going to happen, and we're not going to worry that something terrible is going to happen. Well, that's, that's like... one way to put it. But I would say more dingus that uh, the way that I think of it, uh, the way that it feels to me, is that I'm not going to be challenged. You know, nothing uh, that I believe right. or, or think about. I'm not going to have to think yeah. about any difficult issues. This no. is just pure escapism, and that, that's a great thing. And and yeah. it's it's exactly what you're saying, dingus. It's just I sort of would phrase it a little differently. Is I'm not going to be challenged, and okay. I love being challenged. You know, I love horror movies yeah. in a way that you don't. Dingus, I don't necessarily need to feel safe in a movie, so there's nothing really challenging here for me. But I don't expect that. There doesn't have to be, and so that's kind of why I, I call it a kids movie. I forget we saw some movie that. I forget so when you it, say kids movie, you don't mean dismissive. You're just saying not at all that no, it's, it's, an it's awesome safe. Kids movie. Right, exactly. It's safe for kids. Like like the the thing about a lot of kids movies is I feel bad. Like like the prequels, the Star Wars prequels, those are for yeah. kids, and I feel off. I, you know, I feel terrible because those are those are horrible. And I think, yeah, oh my god, that's kids. Yeah, they're kids movies, but they're terrible, and I feel bad that kids have to put up with that junk, and they don't know any better that it's horrible. Yeah. This is the what a kids movie should be, okay. uh, and. And, and yeah, it's it, Dingus. Where you say you feel safe, because I remember seeing Brave with a much younger version of your son, who was really scared of the Will o Wisps in that, and he did not feel safe in Brave. Uh, uh, very and well I, put. Yeah. And I, I remember being a little jealous at that point because I like being challenged in movies. Uh, so yeah, it, a kids movie in that it's safe. There's nothing. And I, your your girlfriend's son Leon, I. I'm a little disappointed to hear that you think it would be too intense for him. I mean, you definitely know better, but that's there was there was a jump scare, by the way, where Purple Batman jumps around the corner of the couch and Miles is invisible and he's safe. But it, it's like a jump scare, and I remember thinking, ah, if I was a little kid, that would have freaked me out. Uh, but otherwise, everything I saw, I was like, yeah, all kids and should come to this. And your uncle that teaches it too. Uh, well, you know that that is a uniquely frightening thing yeah, in is. children's yeah. movies is being There's betrayed is being he betrayed dies. by your family. Well, the thing is, yeah, you can't tell your dad. You have secrets from your parents. And that's a, that's you a frightening that's a frightening moment. But it gets to what Dingus is talking about. I don't think there's ever a moment where Uncle Gary, I forgot his name, is actually going to hurt Peter. Or Peter uh. is actually going to hurt Miles. I, I think it's clear that once. Like that's that's a brief dramatic setup, but there's no real tension once the situation arises. Is you know the uncle is a good person; he's not going to hurt his his uh, nephew, and you know the audience. This is an Italian film, right? The audience can can feel safe. Uh, but but you're right, thing. It's like for for some people, I can imagine it would be too in, intense. I would love for Leon to get to see this. Yeah, I, I would too. But he he doesn't really like superhero movies, but. But the, also the intensity of some of that train stuff uh, in the early part of the movie would have been too much for. You mean bumping along in New York City on the attack uh, attached to the, no, the the sub the subway stuff? Uh, there's there's some subway stuff there that's a little too scary for him. Uh, I and the subway stuff. It's when when the prowler has him in the tunnel and he has to jump up to the ceiling of the tunnel and the prowler just sort of steps lightly to one side and the subway oh. rushes past. Yeah. It's a, it's like being chased in the dark and like that kind of thing, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I like that he uh, thinks he has a chance with Wanda, but she's like she rejects him because dude, we're 15 months apart. That's a lot. That's Wait, it's not a race thing. We're just it's an age difference. Oh, it, it's so it's just so important to me seeing things like but that. He, has, norm- he wants her. 
It's so important yeah. seeing things like that normalized, especially yeah, now. Yeah. Like I, I remember it's seeing the movie uh, b- before Trump was elected and before that was even something that was plausible the the movie loving uh which was about how a, a mixed race couple was basically the, the united states came to their defense and it was a beautiful movie and it just made me feel great about my country and i you know now that Those things were the days. The, now that things have changed it just means so much more to me now to see this kind of stuff normalized like that that silly movie blockers to see a young le- a, a young woman's uh, yeah. sexual coming of age story also being a lesbian to see that normalized and there's no big deal about it. That's uh, a great kids. Movie. Kelly, what I, I watched, awesome. I watched uh, the package based on uh, your recommendation recently. And is that okay. a recommendation? <laughs> uh, no, but uh, well, I watched it because of a couple of actors in it. Uh, Geraldine Viswathanari. I I think I butchered yeah. that. She's but, the only uh, decent character. Uh, I disagree. Dicks. So I watched They're it. All dicks except for her. Uh. Well, it's also like a vulgar R-rated comedy. Like that's what they're going for. But I love the idea that her being Indian was never a big deal. Uh, There's a horrible, horrible, horrible – it's like a Natural Born Killers movie but but by a – it's 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 like Natural Born Killers in that it's so proud of how edgy it is and it's just tacky and dark and violent. There's a movie called Assassination Nation, which oh my god, I hated it so bad. Uh, the actors in it are all terrible, but but here's the thing: it's about these teenage girls, one of whom is a transgender woman, and they don't make a big deal of it. And and they also aren't hiding it. She talks about being transgen- transgender, um, but I love seeing this kind of stuff normalized. And so that that was great to me in this movie that it's not a big deal that Miles is a black kid, that his parents are different ethnicities, Doesn't that matter. that he has a crush on on Mary Jane, um, that that uh, the scientist woman can be the villain. Like I love all of that. The only thing we got in those in that vein at all, I think, was the idea, and it's immediately abandoned. Is that he's going to a prep school and his friends don't see him anymore? Because he's going to the to the white people's school or something. Like well, I don't like think it's school. abandoned. I think it, I think it's. Well, he has no friends that he, in the movie. Yeah. I really kind of like Tom's point because it reminds me at the end when when they have that moment where like, all right, we're friends, right? Yeah, cool. It reminds me of the end of Rogue Nation, um, where. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson and Tom Cruise don't kiss, where they just kind of like, okay. That's for the next movie. Yeah, but the the next movie is the next movie. But at the end of Rogue Nation, they don't kiss. They they have a moment where they're like, uh, we did this. Respect. We might be attracted to each other. It's like saying Han Solo doesn't not. get Leah for Star Wars. But it's like... No, but I, but I, but I quite that. I mean, I, I like that that there's this this feeling of it, it's not just a sense of uh, what the races are, but it's also a sense of there's sort of a gender kind of a thing going on here, and I really like that. Is it weird that he doesn't have any friends at the beginning of the movie, Miles? Like he makes his friends during the movie, and no, he does have friends as he's walking he? through the. Yeah, walking right, but he never sees him again. He, right. he he's like he's slapping hands with his friends and then he's like oh you missed me, I mean he he's he feels weird being 
like teleported over to this other thing that his father wants him to go to and his mother wants him to go to. There's no friend character like, hey, man. Well, a part of what's going on here, I think, Kelly Wand, is the movie has to make room for all the other characters who are going to show up. You're but right. but it does I, I I you know to Dingus's point they absolutely they're not trying to make him like a nerdy outcast kid right when no, he's, he's walking cool. to school he's got friends he's just yeah. being he's in a new place where he doesn't know anyone yet yeah uh, yeah and, and that's like, that's played yeah. right and that's played for comedic value more than like him being humiliated by like it's funny yeah. when his dad does the I love you thing rather than a a painful he gets over it instantly right right because like, it's because Kelly because we're, so we're not watching we're not watching welcome to the dollhouse. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh my God. He's not Wiener Dog. He's not right. pathetic. Todd Solon's superhero movie. <laughs> Jesus. I'm in he's for like, that. Hey, Gwen yeah. Stacy. I could get her. Maybe. Right. Hey, hey, hey. So, hey is a signature line. Uh, one of our writer enters his name, Soren Hoagland, and he says, It turns out these Lord and Miller guys are really good at taking these bloated corporate franchise exercises and making them anar- anarchic, nimble, and charming. With honest-to-God functional stories, who knew somebody should give them a Star Wars movie or something? They were dealt uh, with that hand. I see, yeah, I see that Soren Hoagland also forgot about Solo. It's not, you can't blame him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah, Kelly Wand, it is sort of like, like I do wonder what – Because I remember uh, – yeah. I read an article where it was Daenerys, and it was after they'd gotten fired. Everyone's like kind of piling on Lord and like, oh, fuck, well, they're not that great. Yeah, they're Max Landis. And it's like – Daenerys was going, yeah, they said to for me to act noir. And I was like, that ain't a direction. Okay, yeah, A, it is a fucking direction. But B, you obviously <laughs> didn't know what they were talking about. So you're not as good an actress as they are. Because that I would have understood what that meant. Act uh, like a noir... Uh, femme fatale character? Yeah, so Emily Clark. Emily Clark is too young to know what that means, and I don't. She's not. I am not the okay. least bit surprised that Emily Clark was confused about being given that direction. Right. So that's what yeah. they're working with, and so right, 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 right. That on Lord well, she well, know what noir means, and publicly goes, oh, well, it's up to it. them to communicate. Explain that. it. That's true. That's true. But I think the, the word noir, she's using that to denigrate them as like they were right. a noir. What right. a bunch of what a couple of idiots. But I also, I mean, who knows? The, the, the solo thing, we'll, I guess we'll never know. But the thing is, I, yeah. I saw no sign of their yeah, cleverness in, in Solo. Yeah. They, they, they couldn't write it. They weren't allowed to write it. Oh, it's they didn't write? Like, they weren't writing on Solo? They just were brought to direct it. someone else's and script? They were going to do the Empire naming Solo as a joke. And Kazan's like, that's not supposed to be funny. That's serious. All right. Well, I guess it's, it's appropriate it went to Ron Howard then. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah that saved it. Jesus. Welcome slaves. Anyway. So there you go. So that so anything can happen and that's why it's it's impressive that they didn't get Sony'd into oblivion on Spider Man. But I think Sony's just willing to trust their artists a little more. Because after I think their pitch was the Garfield Spider Man. So like, all right, we'll have someone cool do it. Right. right. Exactly. We'll have someone actually write it and direct, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of Mark Webb. Like, we'll just hire somebody who has a good track record. Well, I, I wonder too. Right, like, so. I, I don't. What do you think the budget was for this? Like, I, it, it's got to be oh, relatively great. safe for them to to take a chance with an animated property rather than a live action. Right? I remember reading forty, but I don't know why I would think that. It doesn't. Yeah, that's make, dirt that cheap. That is ads. That yeah, is dirt cheap. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's no another reason you would think too. Like. Uh, straight to video. I, I mean, you, you don't have. Oh, it looks here. Box Office Mojo is saying ninety million, which is still okay, pretty cheap. Though. But it's like and actors hate doing stunts and wearing those stupid costumes, and they love doing VO. So you get yeah, better performances yeah. in an animated. 
That's why the because the actor's stoked. Doesn't have to wear makeup. He's thrilled. <laughs> easy money. Money for old rope is voiceover work. Everyone wants to do it. It's so easy. Um, so that helps the movie. Just um, trying to think of things I didn't like about it because I feel like we're. we're uh, you you highlighted something that I mean I, again it just that. The the ending just came down to him conveniently getting his powers at the most crucial moment, right. like that kind of. That's the oldest trick in the book, and and yeah. just who could punch whom harder. Like I was I was super disappointed that this great setup didn't have a payoff worthy of it. You know, it just kind of did the obligatory. I guess the the fight in the metaverses clashing was kind of trippy. I'll give it that. Uh, but otherwise, I was kind of disappointed that yeah, just punch I still don't know real what hard. most of their powers are. What's Peter Porker's powers? What's he do? Light farts? Anvils. He drops anvils on people. Oh, he drops anvils and makes hammers. That's yeah, right. the big old mallet. Blacksmith. Yeah. So it's cartoon. <laughs> so it's he's the Roger Rabbit Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, sure. There you go. Yeah, I'll take that. And everyone else. That's the thing. Spider-Man's powers aren't that interesting. And going invisible, like I kind of like that, that the joke was it's not even that good a power and he can't do it. On, you know, is, is there a reason? That, is there a reason there's a radioactive robot spider in the sewers? Dingus will explain. He's our science major. Well, I was trying to figure out why why it's so magical that this spider gets him and his uncle is there too, and his uncle happens to also be this uh, villain. Yeah. Um, and the spider has a, a number. All by coincidence. Um, I don't think that's coincidence. I think that I think that the, the uncle wanted him to get bitten. No, no. I I think that the I think that. This, the uncle has brought him there, uh, and other things have been going on here. But he's cleared out this area just for him to be able to. Oh, that makes sense. Sure. Do his work there, but I think that the the spider is there because uh, it's. I don't think it's accidental, uh, but I I don't know that there's support in this story. Well, you know, didn't I thought the uncle said something about me and your dad used to come here. Yeah, it's that still doesn't explain spider. Right. Well, well, rather than it being like a prowler lair, I, I think the because because that's what I, I th- if Dingus like that would kind of make sense is it's the detritus left over from his his prowler lair. But I think it was more that that's just where he and his his brother used to go. To yeah, yeah. Oh, the prowler was his name, right? That's what I'm not. I know a lot of Spider-Man's villains. So that's not a real one, prowler. Uh, it probably is. I know Mysterio. I know someone the <laughs> hunter. Kang is his name. Kang the Hunter. Wow. Scorpion, Shocker. Scorpion, lizard. I know. Shocker, I know. Shocker was a Tom, not Tom. Logan Marshall Green. Uh, there's, owl. There's, there's an owl. Yeah. <laughs> Vulture and owl. But Doc Ock's the only. That's the thing. Is like you go, Doc Ock is the stupid one, and then you look at his other, the roster of his other villains. You're like, I guess Doc Ock. <laughs> might put him next there's, to them. He's actually kind of good. There's cockroach. There's mealworm. There's owlet. I don't believe any of those. I think you're full of shit. I like you. <laughs> Owlet. That's a owl- good one. Why, why wouldn't Keep going. It's one of the other ones. Why you have an outlet? Like a, like a, so- a plug outlet? There's uh, that, that, star, that star-nosed mole creature. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. He has the DC villains. He's the most DC-ish. But look, that's what Marvel does. They go, we'll take our stupidest... Are here with the dumbest powers, and then make him the best character in our in our 
entire pantheon. Why are you saying when you say dumb powers, are you just talking about his turn invisible and shock people? Or are you just talking about Spider Man? I think Spider Man's general? general powers are not that interesting. Ooh, I think really? his personality and character are, but sticking to stuff is not interesting to me, and fighting is not interesting to me. Kelly One, play Insomniac's Spider Man game. Did Web slinging say... is not as good as flying. Did you say fighting is not interesting to you? Well, he just he fights normally. He doesn't have like a special way of fighting. He just punches. So, Markinson says the whole end collider crap ran way too long and felt and it left me feeling left him feeling disinterested in the action. I I don't think he was as crazy about this. I mean, he he liked it, but he's not. It had third act itis. Um, By then, it was it was impossible for me to break up with the movie. Like, but it just I... gave me too much. <laughs> But I, I really loved the the fighting in this because I thought it was more comic booky. Yeah, it was. <laughs> That's true. But in comic, you just take it for granted, and from the dialogue, they talk a lot in the in the comic books when they fight. That's what's different. Oh right, yeah, good point, yeah. Kelly Wand. I didn't he's think of that. He's a wisecracker. Right. He's a wise- right. Yeah. And saying weird shit, and he's making them all crazy. You know? and, and that's kind of like during exposition and conversations. That's what vis- gives comic books. I imagine they're sort of visual punch. Yeah. Is there's a and literally thoughts. is there's fighting going on instead yeah. of just dialogue, right? Instead of people sitting there talking to each other. They, and a narrator. They got rid of this, which I thought was a great idea. As comic books used to have the thing at the beginning, right? Be like a narrator, third person going back oh. in. New York City, and now they just show you the New York City. They kind of got rid of those. In the square I mean, box, like it would be in a square, yeah, square box. box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. So it, it always, like, even as a kid, I, go, oh, I gotta read with some assholes. <laughs> well, instead of narrating, show me. It, it's, yeah. it's him. Th- it's him saying, "Why are my thoughts so loud?" I mean, they, they're just presenting those as his thoughts, and he's yeah. talking about why are my thoughts so loud right now, which I yeah. thought was a really cool idea. They got rid of those too a lot, mostly. Like now, they just you just see from their body language, so it's more movieistic, ironically. <laughs> but uh, Tom is right, and earlier he was saying that that's sort of like a transitional flare in this. Uh, but I still liked the idea. Stop of, being you know, louder. Uh, well, no, it's that that oh, they but... they they did some of the segmented like the framing. Uh, in different places in the movie, and, and they sound would, effects, and they would throw up like little bits of dialogue or thought bubbles or whatever. The composition but... too, like the way when she puts him in the in the chair, uh, Doc Ock, she's like, "Oh yeah, I really want to study you. Can't wait when you die." Like the way that shot yeah. is kind of panels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, it's not consi- It's not. You lose sense nice. of space. That's what you sacrifice. Is you lose like how big are these fucking woods and how far back is uh, Grandma Ock? And in a live action, you would have a sense of that. Why do you keep but calling in... her Grandma Ock? Yeah, how old do you think she is, Kelly Wand? <laughs> I think you're conflating her and Aunt May. I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe. It's so weird seeing an old Aunt May though after Mar- Marissa Tomei. Like I think Maybe. she's ruined every other Aunt May for me. Yeah. Marissa Tomei uh, did. That's yeah. the old. Uh, Iconic M.A. It is for me, brother. In the comics, Aunt May is super frail and old. Like, no, she's, she's like than she's ever been in, in any of the movies. Like, even the first Aunt May was kind of more badass than the comic one. And she doesn't know anything about Spider-Man. She doesn't know that it's, a, it's been going on for... That's the thing, is she never dies. She's been... He's doing a good job of taking care of her. Because she was old when Ben died. Uh, there, there's a... Uh, one of... 
when I first started getting into opera, like my favorite opera has characters in it, and I'd never seen any visuals of it. I listened to it, and I read the story, and it all occurred in my head. And I remember asking someone who knew about opera once, who'd, who'd been to a lot of productions, uh, you know, what, what does it generally look like, and uh, how do they do this character? And there's a, a woman who's like the, the mother of the the heroes, her name is Azucena in, in uh, Il Trovatore, and I asked the guy, like, what What do they make her look like? Because I was picturing her as being, like, super hot, like this sexy gypsy woman who Sarah is, Sarah Palin? Like, well, no, like, who's that, who's that, uh, <laughs> it's hotter oh, than yes. Sarah Palin, Kelly Wand. Who's that, uh, Everyone that, is. She's not hot. Who's well, that, I'm... not Sophia Loren, like, who's that super hot Greek chick in, in, uh, in, Silva um, in Fellini movies? Oh, Claudia Cardinal. Yes, yeah. Well, no, she's the blonde one, but I'm thinking of – but that kind of thing. Like I, I pictured some super hot gypsy woman, and I was so dismayed when the guy said, no, they usually cast her – she's usually like a like an old hag or like a witch. <laughs> I was like super uh, sad about that. I was like, no, my, my fantasies are blown. So that's how I feel about Aunt May. You're like Sony. It's weird. It's weird when I see Aunt May being an old lady. I, w- I want super hot Marissa Tomei in there. Well, I think everyone does, and that's what Sony thought too. They agree right. with you. Um, but I'm pretty sure she just keeps getting younger and hotter, though, and eventually we just get to Cher um, Sharona as Aunt May. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was great how they didn't make her frail, Kelly Wand. Like I like how they. Yeah. Uh, she was supposed to be grieving for her nephew. That's that, the part of it. She's kind of like. <laughs> But I think that's that's the dingusest thing about being safe and not being challenged. We can't have. I know, but yeah, yeah, okay, that's fine. We're gonna very briefly have the impact of the death. Yeah, Matt May doesn't cry. (laughs) I got blown into last week. But like she, her reaction to what just happened, what happened to Kingpin, is the exact opposite. He's like, no, I gotta, I gotta my dog's clone. I gotta, I just gotta steal one from another universe. Which is, by the way, really lucky break that. He has a scientist who's like, oh, you just – your wife and kid got killed in a car crash? I got the perfect solution. Here's what we're going to do. <laughs> Take this giant collider. Also, for the first one where it sucked in all the other spider people, wouldn't that have been the occasion when he would have gotten his family members back? Like what happened then? Was that, were they just testing it or something? Like we weren't there for that part. Peter shows up. He's like, all right, we've got to – this. Kelly Wan, I don't think you're supposed to ask these questions because now, no, now I'm wondering the same thing. Yeah, Kelly Wan, do, that way lies madness. And Kingpin uh, wasn't funny. He would he didn't do any jokes. He was a somber. <laughs> Kiernan was was saying that uh, there's no way that guy would fit in that car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Kelly, yeah. do you know who Brian Michael Bendis is? Yes, I do. He was the guy who. Revitalized Spider-Man after the McFarlane era. He's kind of the rich man's McFarlane, because McFarlane sort of drew. McFarlane drew the hottest Mary Jane, though. She was like obscenely hot, like excruciating. Like it hurt to look at her. She was like the sun. She was like a supermodel character in the. She was like the sun. But they fucked constantly. Like Spider-Man would be on the ceiling, and they were married, and he would like web her and like bring her up to the ceiling and have sex with her on the ceiling so. it was hilarious to watch the the professor when he walks into the class and it's dark and you know and she's like walking down through the through the aisle of of the of the high school classroom and she's just perfectly shaped and just like shaking her hips like i never had a professor like that oh yeah um i don't think i did either actually you're right that was just what we wanted 
Maybe we had to go to Catholic school. So anyway, uh, Josh Lubliner br- brought up Michael uh, Brian Michael Bendis um, because yeah. he's, because uh, Josh Josh really loved this. I mean, he's with he's with me on this. I mean, he totally loved this, and his kids did too. Um, but but he says that uh, back in the '90s, he wrote a comic book called Torso. Uh-huh. What? <laughs> that <laughs> sounds got... familiar, but I don't think I read it. But yeah, that's Bendis. Yeah, uh, but yeah, and he he said it got option for a movie, never got made. But he wrote a comic book about his experience in Hollywood called Fortune and Glory, which Josh Josh says is hilarious. And Josh claims he's not a comic book guy, but he knows this stuff. Um, but anyway, uh, so then he says he's been moving up in the comic in the Marvel world and he wrote Spider-Man for many years and he invented yeah. the character of Miles Morales. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I think I was out of comics for a bit in the nineties. So it's like, it was too old for them and they weren't, they weren't making, I don't know. They, they take up a lot of space and they also got really expensive and it was the nineties. How much does a comic yeah. book cost these days? I don't know. It's got to be like, well, the thing that sucked then was you couldn't get like the classic issues. Like they weren't bound like they are now. Like you can just get them right, on Amazon. Right, right. Regurgitated. And so you had to actually buy the really expensive original one to even find out who the fuck these people were. Like the X-Men. It was only like a few years after the, these X-Men with guys named Proteus. And, but and they, it still works the same way, right? Like there's a new issue of Spider-Man every month. Like, every month. And there's still, multiple okay. ones. Yeah, there's like five different Spider-Man titles too because he's their most popular character. There's like Peter Parker's Spider-Man. There's Marvel Team-Up where he teams up with a different uh, – I don't think they have that anymore. But that was that. The Thing had one too called Marvel 2 and 1. It would be The Thing and a different superhero every month. And there was one team-up where it was Aunt May and Franklin Richards, the son <laughs> of uh, Fantastic Four characters. <laughs> well, there's there's something that happens early in the movie um, where he says, I always find a way to come back. And I couldn't help but think about Infinity War. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not – it didn't mention Infinity War at all in this. No, no. I just couldn't help but think about – It would have con- – confused the issue as, as being yeah, like, tricky as, as, as sort of like dead don't, don't worry we're he always finds a way to come back um i know it was just a weird feeling that i had oh you thought you saw that as a wink to as a little wink from sony yeah but sony yeah i don't know it's I hard know. to say where infinity war fits into the sony canon because this movie was canon and they referred to the other sony spider-mans although when spider-man's dancing he was doing that in toby mcguire Persona in the movie, and as Venom, not as red, red, blue Spider-Man. Well, there's even a I forget Hello. what's the line they said. Can you can you even legally say that? What's what's the is line? It, that's all, folks. Is the Porky yeah. Pig thing? Yeah. Which is a great. It's, it's total good zinger because it's DC. Right. They're, they're shitting on DC. Wait, wait. What's where that? do you? Oh, that's wait. Warner what do you mean Brothers, DC? Yeah. DC is Warner Brothers. Oh. Oh. Uh-huh. That's right. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So it's Porky Pig and. So they really got one in hand. So we'll see how. So this it's going to be a grudge match next week with Spider-Man and Aquaman. And now live action is going to be hard to look at because we just saw this. But they really burned DC as usual, like well, they always do. Who's who's uh, Aquaman produced by? Because this is this is produced by Columbia Pictures, Sony Pictures Animation, in association with Marvel, right. and distributed Marvel by Hero. Sony. I mean, right. right. Everyone but D- everyone but DC and Warner Brothers basically was involved in this movie. 
they teamed up. So are they and just they, risking they being laughed. sued? And they're like, yeah, no, we'll pay. Gonna, but do you want to be the the company that sued the Spider-Man movie over a Porky Pig joke? <laughs> That's what uh, they uh, Jackie Gleason was going to sue Flintstones. And they were like, yeah, but then you're the asshole who sued the Flintstones for the honey. Yeah, all right, fuck it. Hmm. I, don't, I don't care anymore. <laughs> Good night. Smoking the man. That's my solution. <laughs> But yeah, Spider-Man, yay! We hey, so it. Dingus, we had Josh Lubliner saw it, uh, Chris Markinson saw it. Who was our third writer in her? Uh, Soren Hoagland. Oh, right, Soren Hoagland, right, saw it. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right, well, let's see how Aquaman measures up. I mean, it's got to be at least as good, right? Uh, Bro! By the way, Soren says that this is probably his favorite superhero movie this year, definitely way better than Homecoming, which is just all right and was well simply. Did Soren not see Black Panther? Apparently not. Huh. Soren, you need to work on that. <laughs> um, yeah, but, uh, I don't know. I like Spider-Man no, I, I, more than Black Panther as a character. Um, okay, but, but yeah, as, as, as far Black as movies Panther's go. Black Panther is a movie versus, I mean, it's less of a kid's movie, and it's all, it's all black, bro. <laughs> Black, black Panther, black I, I, and I feel that Black Panther is uh, socially important in, in ways that... Uh, it's fine, well, like, it's black, too. No, but Black Panther represents... Uh, uh, this mythos reaching out to a place that's been traditionally ignored, and it does it without yeah. alienating white middle-aged guys like me. Uh, Black Panther is a remarkable <laughs> achievement, uh, and I think it deserves way. I think it deserves props for what it's doing, and it's doing something far braver and more difficult than what this is doing, which is, which is very well made, but it's also very safe. Um, it's like it you're does, rating uh, a girlfriend and her sister. Uh, okay, yeah, no, right, like, Black Panther's the hotter one, sure, I'll go with that. <laughs> it's like your Judy Landers and Andre. I actually think I like, uh, I like Homecoming better as well, too, but that, that and just, this? yeah, 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 but that just gets to my whole thing with I'd rather watch live actors. Um, you know, this is great, and like I mentioned before. As a the, rule, yes. the tr- Yeah, wow. the, the coming together of the animation, the writing, and the voice acting is great, but I, you know, uh, Tom Holland's face can do far more for me yeah. than all of these lovely pictures and very talented voice actors and uh, um, and solid writing. I mean, you just Racist. can't you just Racist. can't beat a human being. You can't beat having a human being. Uh, you could easily beat a human. Being. Not not as far like I do think about. that I do think that there's a there's a biological empathy that animation cannot achieve that live action can and that that actual like I I'm I'm not worried about. Uh, animation ever replacing live action because I just think that there's some there's an empathy that you cannot fake when you're actually looking at a real person at a real actor faking emotions like you can't you can't draw that into existence listen uncanny valley <laughs> I would say uh... well the thing is this movie avoids the uncanny valley by having yeah. a stylized look uh, and, right. and Dingus I think is totally right that it's the cloudy with a chance of meatballs like that's sort of their visual approach here uh, so they I, avoid the uncanny valley, but but when you try to match, you, you know, I when know what you, you're saying, yeah, yeah. So, like, so I feel that's, more empathy for Miles than I did for Doctor Strange, and he was like, so there you go. Well, Doctor Strange is such a middling movie, though. Ah, oh, see, that's it's case unfair. by case. That's a different point, isn't it? Well, no, okay, fair enough, fair enough. If, if you're if you're going to talk about middling movies, but when you're talking about the top of the craft, which I think Spider-Man: Homecoming, Black Panther, Logan, mm-hmm. Dark Knight, this. 
Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, uh, for me, if it's got human faces, if it's got actual people's eyes, if it has you know people looking at each other and being present with each other physically, that's something that you just cannot get in animation, no matter how good animation gets. Well, yeah, um, well, think about how Anomalisa like is like so. Crazy. No, I'd rather not, Dingus. That's just weird. What about Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I, think it's I don't rolling. know either. Uh, uh, wait, what happened to Gosler? <laughs> gotcha. He got, he got caged. Uh, Paul Ghost Schrader and Spider-Man now. Uh, Paul Schrader's last movie, before First Reformed, he did a, a fascinatingly horrible movie called Dog Eat Dog with Nicolas Cage, uh, and it's like a crime heist movie. It's like Heat, kind of. It's trying to be that. Uh, and at the end, they make a big to-do about people telling Nicolas Cage that he reminds them of Humphrey Bogart, which I, which I thought of listening to Nicolas Cage's voice acting in this. It's like, I think he took that to heart, and he thinks he's like Humphrey Bogart now. <laughs> yep. What? Which works for him him doing a voice, but uh, in, Paul, in, in Dog Eat Dog, they're kind of earnest about it. Like, he kidnaps a couple, and they're like, you look like Bogey. And he's like, oh, yeah, I guess I kind of do, don't I? And he sort of imagines himself as Humphrey Bogart, which doesn't really work for me. I mean, they had, they both have big faces. I'll give them that. Remember when he was going to be Superman? Ugh. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that's funny. Now I'm Bogart from Krypton. My, my son thought it was hilarious that Nicolas Cage was in this. When I leaned over and said, you know, that's Nicolas Cage, right? He just... Thought that was hilarious. What's uh, he know Nicholas Cage from besides yeah. Andy and uh, Oh, leaving Las, Las Vegas, Vegas probably. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and and kick ass too. <laughs> Mom and Dad is basically what he knows. Did you watch that dingus? No. Oh, come on. I, oh. Kelly Wand, have you watched Mom and Dad yet? No. I did my homework. I watched The Grudge and you won't even watch Mom and Dad. You did? All right. What'd you think of that? Oh, I like it. It's a very solid ghost movie. I, I was worried. Right, it so wasn't it, anywhere near as freaky as I thought it was going to be, by the way. Well, but, uh, by then it's oversold. Like, right, 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 right. But, uh, but yeah. yeah I rewatched so, Blair Witch. <laughs> see? <laughs> Dingus, still, Dingus, you still haven't seen the original Blair Witch, have you? Uh, that is true. I it was the remake. It, it kind of grew on me the second. Yeah, wait a minute. You watched the. Bit. Oh, good lord. Yeah. No, the I've Adam Wingard one, one. The horrible Adam Wingard Blair Witch. It's got some good parts. And that house, they, like, made that whole house on a soundstage. It's kind of. <laughs> I have seen The Night Manager, though, now. Oh, finally. All right. Suzanne Beer has a new movie out, by the way. Uh, so, Night Manager, there you go. There's your Elizabeth Debicki. And uh, Dingus, that Tom Hiddleston's a fairly good-looking fella, huh? He's not bad at all. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're not kidding, man. That... You picture him naked in high-rise and in his Loki, wearing the Loki hat. <laughs> no, you've ruined it. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> How far back did I that The Loki hat and the Loki mullet are, are just – those just drive me crazy. I'm hey, like, oh. dog. When, when Thor got his hair cut, I was like, please do Loki next. Ugh. Creepy old man. Please do Loki <laughs> next? You wanted Thor to do yeah. that? No, I wanted, his, I wanted him to cut that goofy mullet, that Loki haircut off. It just looked redonkulous. Thor, if Thor yeah. can cut his stupid hair, then Loki can too. His doofus is running around with long hair. You don't like the hats, though. You don't like Magneto's hat. You don't like Loki's horns. Okay, I tell you what, Kelly Wand. I'll take Loki's hat over that mullet haircut he's got any day of the week. But generally, right. I loved – oh, by the way, even like though they're – metal, bro. <laughs> even though they weren't actual people, I love in this movie how often Miles would lift up his, his mask to talk. 
to tell his uncle not to kill him for one. Or just just to talk, just to look at stuff. Like he was constantly lifting yeah. it up to bring his face out, which is great. You know what? Because I, well, I didn't. He's agreeing with it. You couldn't see it. Couldn't see through the costume. Well, I didn't just do that with his dad, but that would have been too convenient, I guess. Like when when his uncle's there, dead. <laughs> Why well, didn't just lift up his mask and go, Dad, help me out? I mean. I guess that's just plot convenience, but whatever. Well, he didn't want to – because then, Dingus, we wouldn't have gotten that really cute scene at the end where he's lowering his voice and trying to pretend he's uh, – Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I understand the utility of it, but right. I don't understand right. why. That's just an – I love you. Say, Dad, what? I need you right now, Dad. <laughs> you're, right. The, you're the big, strong dude, and you've got a gun, and uh, I, I didn't kill your brother. His dad's an idiot for not knowing it's him. During that, like, wait, it's the same height. I know my son when he tries to sound grown up. The <laughs> <laughs> dad's doing a guy, uh, Lois Lane. Right, awesome. exactly. Yeah. Oh, Clark Kent's wearing glasses. So. He's a great writer. Look how fast he types. Well, all right, let's go see another. Uh, I'm, I'm super uh, yeah, keen on seeing superhero movies let's now. Test your live action theory. Yeah, exactly. Let's do this. Let's see, the, let's see it. Tom's empathy thesis in action with an actor who can bring it. Let's wrap up 2018 on an up note. I did kind of paint Tom. myself into that corner, I guess. Well, All right, fair enough. Great we'll timing see. on your... Uh... <laughs> so if you haven't figured out, we're going to see Aquaman next week. If you go see Aquaman, and I know you're going to, you're, you're going... I'm sticking with the entourage. Then write to 3x3 at quarter3.com. Let us know what you thought. If you have any questions about it, it might have a very complex plot. There might be... Why is it called... Multiverses? Yeah. Yeah, so we don't know what we're going to get, and we'll find out next week. We don't, Kelly Wan. It could be great. You don't know. I think we do. (laughs) Uh, You know, I like your optimism. I'm doing doing the best I can. I didn't want to see Spider-Man, and you showed me on that. Right, exactly. I emerged delighted. Like, Tom wins Uh, the Spider-Man argument. Yeah, you will but... emerge from Aquaman. Hey, so. you know one of the things that I liked about Prowler was he uh-huh. had those like metal claw things, right? Like, wasn't that pretty uh-huh. nifty? Yeah. Oh, those were freaky. One. Speaking of which, yeah, if you can think of any freaky hands or claws from movies, your favorite freaky hands or claws, Kelly Wan and I are constantly making fun of the dumb Predator. What did I watch recently? Although Tom still thinks he's cool. I do think the Predator's cool, but anytime you have... Like, clawed fingers are so dumb, especially when they're trying to, like, punch little buttons and the the Uh latex bends back, and those are dumb. Those fingers fingers designed that tech. Just remember that when these pushy buttons. (laughs) (laughs) They held the screwdrivers and screwed in the screws. Now your shoulder can, and you, like, add those nipple rings. What? But by contrast, if you can think of freaky hands and claws that actually work, that do look freaky and that are cool, send those to 3x3 at quarter3.com. And that are cool? Well, that you like them. He added that later. Well, I mean, I don't know. Things that are freaky are kind of cool. Like, isn't freaky and cool? Those are kind of synonymous, right? They are to me, Dingus. The first time you pitched this topic, I thought you meant as stupid as the Predators, but but other ones. And then the second time you pitched it, you were like, but good ones. Not like Predators. Well, that was my whole point. Is that predators are uh, dumb, and what are what are the good ones in contrast uh, to the dumb predator fingers? Bugs uh, bunnies. Hey, save it, Kelly Wan. Save it for the three by three. 
So yeah, if you character, cartoonists have hands that shouldn't have hands. Like Porky Pig has hoofed feet, but he has gloved hands. You know what's really weird and freaks me out? On the Thunderbirds, which is a bunch of marionettes, yeah. every now and then there's a shot of a human hand reaching in to press a button. Just a close insert shot where they didn't yeah. have a puppet hand. They just had one of the people, Jerry Anderson or whoever, reach in and press the button uh, with an right. actual flesh finger and hands. Uh. That's That always freaked me out. That's just weird. Oh, when you pan down and see Kermit had a flesh dick. That, that was oh, freaked. Jesus, what? It. That's what I get. You just don't like man hands. <laughs> so at any rate, send your freaky claws and hands to 3x3 at quarter3.com by December 30th, midnight Pacific, and we'll uh, read those on the air. And if you see Aquaman, be sure to send us uh, your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, your at, thoughts on Aquaman. At 3x3 at quarter3.com by midnight on December 23rd, Christmas His Eve. His hands are webbed and probably weird looking, so like Qualify for three by three. Mm, I recall they mm-hmm. weren't, Kelly Wan. We've seen his uh, hands before. That wasn't canon. <laughs> They're rebooting. <laughs> this is a reboot. Well, it's interesting. A All right. Yeah, it's Terminator Six. Well, we'll find out. Join us next re- week. We'll, it's a refin. We'll uh, we'll see oh. how that turns out. I am Tom Chick. I have been here with Christian Malinsky. It's Christian Malinsky. And also Kelly Wand. Guys, I just gave birth to a spider baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. We all the way. spider milk out of my knobs. I prefer that we be more capable and prepared than lucky. Observation, reflection, faith, and determination. In this way, we may navigate the path as it unfolds before us. All right, and we have, what, eight more recharge cycles to go before we get to Aurigai 6? Is that a question, yes, sir? Yes, Walter, that's a question. That is correct. Dingus, tell me you love me. Come on, Dingus. <laughs> love me. Love me, Dingus. <laughs> I love you. Oh my god, my son spotted it!